Welcome to the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast, episode 135, and I'm here with Peter, Dr. Peter Bernstein. I'm Jenny Stevenson. On our last podcast, we returned to an article and a book by a palliative care doctor named Dr. Sunita Puri. And palliative care, we talked about, is uh, the kind of medicine that addresses the needs of people for whom no real cure is available. They are going into a time when their health is declining and they need they need to be treated in a more respectful way that it takes care of and, and takes it takes into account all of the needs that they have, not just physical but emotional and spiritual as well. Uh, today we are sharing an article from the New York Times uh, that is a profile of Pope Francis and his visit in Canada. And uh, Pope Francis's health is failing, or at least he is declining. Mm-hmm. He is still he still sounds as vigorous mentally, emotionally, um, but his health is declining. He does show signs of frailty. Yeah, and I I, I love this article, and I'll tell you why. Uh, not from a religious point of view, but from a personal point of view, that here's a man who has acknowledged over the years in many ways, I haven't followed every bit of it, and I'm not Catholic, but what he's carried, he's acknowledged the elderly. He's done some very touching things in the past. I remember one incident, not an incident, but a staged up thing that he did was beautiful, where he washed the feet of the elderly who were, and the sick who were in uh, wheelchairs and he kissed their feet. It was very touching. So he's always had uh, a, a heart for the elderly, but things have changed. And this happens to all of us who have been touched by sickness and dying. It becomes personal. And all of a sudden it introduces us to our own frailties, our own humanity. And I consider it a precious gift, even though it comes very painfully. He's talking in this latest article, which has run for two days already in the New York Times, about his understanding of aging and what he's seen happen in in our society and how the aged have been treated. Um, I think it's a profoundly good article. Honestly, it brings up some very cogent, cogent points mean really central and core. It makes a person think. We know it's true because we deal with the sick and the elderly and the dying. So we know that what he's talking about is absolutely the truth. Um, uh, we're going to refer to some of the parts of this article, to be honest with you, it's that good. Um, I don't want to be, I noticed on some of the other podcasts, I do all the talking. <laughs> now, I know I'm a big talker, but this is a smart girl over here. I'll try to jump And in. she's got plenty to offer, believe me, yeah. a lot more than she does. And um, I'm a witness to it. I personally am encouraging her just to come out more and, and just share what her perceptions and her sensitivities and her her understandings. They're profound at times. Um, she's an extremely competent individual. So I'd like that to show more in this. Uh, I know who I am, and I certainly after listening to how much I talk on this, you know who I am too. <laughs> but I want you to know who she is because she's an outstanding individual, male or male. Around this place... We've got to be very careful about me, and it's not political, gender neutral, and I'll tell you why. Because a lot of the women here are extremely high-powered and intelligent, 
and they work on dramatically good, effective ways on teams. And I'm so grateful and proud of them. Yes, I got it started, but I'll be honest with you, they're running their own show. And uh, I love it. So uh, Jenny is really our administrator. She oversees everything. So you can imagine, you got to be on top of your game to be able to do that around here. And she yeah, does. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And uh, when she slips, I'll be around. But don't worry about yep. it. There's not too often that she slips. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to the article. Right, right. There was one point to start with. There was one section of the article that was just, that seemed like the, some of the key, some of the most important things were here. He is urging Pope Francis in speaking uh, up in, when he was in Canada, says he's urging people not to hide the frailty of old age out of a fear of loss of dignity. He said frailty is a teaching for all of us uh, because the marginalization of the elderly, that means kind of setting them aside, uh, not paying attention, dismissing, um, dismissing them. He says, his, his words are, it corrupts all seasons of life, not just that of old age. And that, to me, is saying that there's something you lose, no matter what your age is. There's something you lose if you don't take into account the value of the elderly, older people around you. Absolutely. He uses the word indispensable to society, and I agree with him. But I'll tell you how we've come to what that, the real, true understanding of that. God bless you. It's, it has to do with being caregivers, which we've been and which we are, um, in all kind of, in many different ways. But I'll tell you something that happens as a caregiver. It's not just what the elderly say. It's tending to their needs and being involved with them. That puts us through so many changes in our lives to create, honestly, some tremendous growth, discovering our true pur purpose. Why does God put us on this earth? This is a, as one of our caregiving team, Maritha, says, caregiving is a very high calling, and I absolutely agree with her. I used to think being a psychologist was a very high calling. It's a good calling, but I'll be honest with you. When I see and experienced what it takes to be a caregiver, the sacrifice, the selflessness, um, it forces you to either, I'll be honest with you, run away and try to avoid the whole thing, or get involved and change. And the change is profound. So here we are dealing with elderly, we're dealing with people who are very sick, who are dying, and we tend to be the beneficiaries of that experience with them. Now they may speak profoundly and um, with giving us a history at times, but I'll be honest with you, it's not just what's spoken, it's just being with them that really turns our lives around. And instead of our just being oriented toward the youthful culture and everything seems to be geared that way, we begin to realize how short-sighted and what an incredible distorted fantasy that is. There's a part of the article that talks about, it's a really good point that is made, that there's such a priority on uh, developments in science and medicine that will help prolong life. And, um, and yet, there is not also the balance of providing for some of the needs that people will have as they reach the end of their life. And you're ta we're talking about caregivers, and we're very involved with caregiving and caregivers. And we have talked over and over on our podcast about the lack of um, significant pay, uh, 
self-care, resilience for caregivers, how they're burning out and uh, they're not enough caregivers. We want to live forever, but we don't want to look at what life might be like for us near the end and the needs that we might have. Well, one of the things we've talked about in articles that we've read and articles that we've written is that most of us, and life seems to be designed, certainly in our society, to tend to um, want to run away from facing our own mortality. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic, I'll be honest with you, in the last two and a half years, uh, <laughs> exposed and awakened an entire society, an entire world to that fact, and how ill-equipped we've been because most of us, certainly in our society, are runners. And we've, we've committed our lives to full living. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really commit ourselves to the full, the full spectrum of life. And it forced it because there had been so, many, so much sickness and so much death and dying. It's been a very cruel and difficult learning experience. It's not over. The pandemic, is certainly the more core part of it, is over. But what we're seeing is the after effects and what it's, how it's affected people. That's not over. And not just physically, but emotionally and, and spiritually uh, and psychologically. That is certainly not over, and we see it. Um, but we're listening to this article. He, he focuses more on the elderly, but what really struck me Hey, I said I'm not a Catholic. Um, and I always looked at the Pope. Well, he's Catholic, and this pertains to the Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. He is human. And yeah. this article is showing how human he is. Now, how is he coming more to his own humanity? He's 85 years old. He's growing more frail. He's in a wheelchair. He can't do the things he used to do. And he's not hiding it. And he's not hiding it. And, he's, and he talked about that being quite an emphasis in our society, and his. Mm-hmm. Um, so much has been done to hide aging, and I'll cop to that. Um, and yet he's saying, that's a mistake. It's really looking at it full bore, full on, and having there's nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, it's something to embrace. Now, I'll be honest with you, looking at me, I'm a very poor, embracing stu- is going on poor here. student here. <laughs> I don't embrace it at all. Well, I don't think he's saying. I don't. I don't think he's saying. Don't stay youthful and healthy. He's saying don't pretend that frailty catches up. With yes. Uh, yeah. And don't hide from it. It catches up to you anyway. Yeah. And here's a man who stays in sports his whole life, rides horses and competes and does all kinds of things. But I'll be honest with you. Deep down, I'm very aware of my aging. I'm very aware of aging. Uh, I have a great deal of contact with people who are dealing with it and have have been dealing with death and dying, who are affected by the caregiving that they've given. Um, So I'm well aware of it. My heart is there. I I can't help it. I've been there myself. I just lost my own wife a year and a half ago. So, no, I'm not saying I deny it, but I am saying the Pope is on to something here. But it's through his own humanity. Yeah. His own frailty and coming to grips with it and going, hey, we got to look at this honestly. And what a valuable resource elderly are in our society. Yes, he and goes on about some of the ways that that people are enriched by or blessed by being with the elderly. And from something as kind of basic or simple as hearing about history directly from someone who experienced it, and you do that with June at the stables. She was oh, she was in the bombing in London, and uh, you can hear about that from her. Yeah, she's a lady who runs our, owns our stage. She's 100 years old, and she considers me a very good friend, and she's no dementia. 
very sharp, although her body is, of course, weakened. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love to listen to it most of the time. And, and she's very perceptive. <laughs> so there's that, and then there's what you were talking about a bit before, too, which is to slow down, especially if you're young, and spend time with someone who's older and develop compassion. Um, the Pope points out that that can only strengthen the family and to build those connections of compassion. Well, when he talks about family, he's talking, he's a, this man talks about the fit. He's talking about the human race. The human family, yes. I, I have found that over the years, dealing with a lot of death and dying and sickness and aging, other cultures, other than ours, they do, their kids do have a connection with the elderly, very natural in their caregiving, in their connection, and so many different ways. I've learned from very young kids in other cultures that are just convicted and committed to, to the caring for the elderly, Haiti, uh, I know a lot of Haitians, uh, um, I'm trying to remember, Fijians. Fijians. There's so many, and you know, I've learned from their kids who know so much more and have such a, a deep and accepting understanding of the aging process and how to be with the elderly. Unfortunately, our society doesn't do that. Ours is not one that really prioritizes no, that. No, we have good no. we have good people that do it, but yeah, no, who he, are we kidding? He compares that to people kind of being sent off to a nursing home, kind of like hanging up a coat that you no longer want to wear. And the, the kind of the setting aside and out of the picture and what a... Um, he uses a strong language. He calls it covert euthanasia. Well, they, especially relating to the pandemic. And um, as, when we think back on all of the elderly that died during the pandemic who were in nursing homes, it was huge. I think my mother had, would she have it two, three times? My mother is tough as nails, 97 she years old. It. She's a little different. Yeah. I got to say, for a 97 year old, um, she's inspiring, she's tough. And, but I know she had it uh, several times. And um, other people in other nursing homes, they, they closed them down. They had to close everybody out because there was so much death and dying happening within the, and so many of the old elderly died during that time. Um, so what, they, what he's been talking about, he uses more very dramatic language. He's, a, he's you know, he's, uh, he's the Pope, you know, <laughs> I tell you. And yet there's something about the flavor of what he's pointing out that's coming from his emotions and coming from his heart and his own life experience. And he's not just coming from some clinical book. He really isn't. So I'm, I'm enjoying this. I think it's a, there's a continuity for us mm -hmm. from what we've been talking about. We were talking so many uh, lately about uh, palliative care. And most people, do you know, you talk, they don't know what that is. No, it's not as well known. It should be, but it's not. It, they don't know. And, you know, sometimes I... I'm talking to people, I forget the word because most people don't relate to it. Mm -hmm. But what I found and what we discovered um, helping others that have to deal in the medical world, I've just talked to some friends of mine, doctors today, what's really interesting is they're not trained. Doctors aren't trained to do, be palliative care people. They're trained in the mechanistic approach, clinical mechanistic approach to healing and fixing people. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the process of aging, and dying and sickness and being there as a fellow human being 
there's not much of that going on. And we've talked about a lady, uh, what's her name? Dr. Puri. She wrote a very, I, well, I yeah. think her, her shorter things are much better. She's a very good writer. But yes. she's a good writer, and she talks about she was ready to give up her medical profession, yeah. and she hadn't even, she was just finishing it when she realized. It satisfying for her. She, she couldn't talk to people when they asked her very yeah. meaningful questions about death and dying, and, what they, and she couldn't answer them. Mm -hmm. She's devoting her life, and she's got a long road ahead of her, but she's devoting her life to being able to be there for people as a fellow human being. And she talks about that, how you become a human being with compassion. And uh, she wasn't always like that, but I love it. And then we're talking about the Pope, and he's becoming the same way. Mm -hmm. He's becoming more and more of a fellow human being. Not that the man didn't have heart. But not like this. No. And it only comes one way if you go through it yourselves. And we found that as caregivers, uh, we, you know, yeah. we're not dying yet. Uh, although part of us is facing, you know, we're getting older. But you'd never know it the way we work and the way we do things. But we're we're older. And but it's because of what we've gone through so far as caregivers that our life commitment to being involved with families and care, and caregivers and the after effects of um, their deterioration due to what they've gone through and what, what they've taken on. And, it, and, and we've seen them get sick and we've seen a lot of things that we've, we're committing to in our nonprofit, Lynn's Legacy, Caring for the Caregiver. It came out of our own experiences, honestly. And we're, we're talking about that to you today. I want this, I really hope that our podcasts are reaching people all over the world with encouragement and acknowledgement and appreciation for who you are and what you're doing. And for those of you, I know I haven't been great at this, who run away, who are really overwhelmed and terrified at dealing with this because they don't want to face their own mortality is the truth. I know there's an army of those too, honestly, and I have some of my own family. It's a heartbreak when it happens, but it's not, it is part of the human experience also. I want to encourage you, turn around, stop running, and you will reap the rewards of your involvement. You'll become the person and the, to find your own sense of purpose in being in this life that will carry you for the rest of your life. It's that strong. And for those of you who have been running who can't seem to stop, I want to encourage you. Stop. You're losing out. And I've seen too many who run. They didn't reap the benefits that we have. And yet we went through so much more pain. But yet, the outcome is so much more enriching. And I pray for you guys who are running to hear that message and somehow get a grip on yourselves and turn it around and stop running from a human condition that we all have to face. The Pope talks about it. He talks We're about all it too. frail. We're all human. We're all going to die. Mm -hmm. We're all going to be sick at some point. Who the heck likes that? But it is part of our life. And to handle and manage it is you can really gain a handle on that by helping others and facing it with others. And um, I love this article. I encourage everybody to read it. Mm -hmm. it. talks about the Pope's own frailty. And uh, he's a good human being. He's a good man. And he is getting older and he is reconnecting. Yeah. So we hope we're inspiring you today. Uh, we're inspired, as you can tell, but we go through plenty. Mm -hmm. And we can talk again about self-care. If you're committed to what we're committed to, you do have to learn to really take care of yourself. And we found a lot of caregivers 
can put that aside and to the to their own detriment. We're not asking you to do that. That's 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 a misunderstanding of selfishness. Right. It's not being selfish. It's not the it's same. Intrinsic it's component. Essential. It's right. essential. That's right. So please don't misunderstand what I'm putting no. out there today. No. no. You better take care of yourselves, or you're, it's tough work. Mm -hmm. So please do that too. And we have plenty of materials that we can help you with um, and self care. And uh, I'm a great believer in it. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't mean your life's going to be easy, but it certainly helps you get through it better. Anyway, Jenny's going to. I'm going to actually share a little bit uh, of something new today. And I'll, first I'll say that uh, the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast is sponsored by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, a 501c3 public charity. And we are, they are, we are, in the middle of our first major fundraising campaign. And uh, this is lasting through the end of August, and we're more than halfway to our goal. And the funds that we're raising now are, are, are kind of like laying the groundwork for us to really begin to build in a much bigger way. Mm. So I just want to encourage you, if we've been of a blessing to you or support, or please consider joining our fundraising campaign uh, through the end of August. You'll find place on sctraumatreatment.org. On that website, there's a place to donate. And we'll have more information about that, too, in the future. Uh, the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast is available on all the usual podcast outlets, and we have our own YouTube channel. Please like, share, and uh, send us any information, any comments you'd like. Uh, you can reach us at Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com, 707-781-3335, and our website, where you can find all the episodes, is TheSurvivorsGuideToLife.com. Thank you for joining us. Be well. Take care of yourselves.